is option two. Now we're going to get to the more heroic options. Although keeping the faith for 250 years is pretty strong business under that kind of pressure. And again, I'm not going to judge anyone for stepping on the Fumia because I haven't faced that. The third option is exile. And I want to talk about a saint or blessed Eustus Takayama Ukon. Takayama Ukon was a daimyo, highest rank you know, in the country. I mean, he, this, is a, this is a feudal lord. And when um, he was an old man at this point, and when the, uh, the edict came down uh, in 1614, uh, Tokugawa uh, is ejecting all the Christians. If you're a Christian, you, you, have to, you have to, if you're a foreigner, out. If you are a Christian, abandon your Christianity or out or die. And, uh, and uh, Takayama Ukon left. And he traveled with the Spaniard, Spanish uh, missionaries uh, to Manila. And he died there in Manila um, uh, you know, a few weeks after he arrived in there. He abandoned everything for the faith. He abandoned, I mean, he, he, was, he was effectively a duke or you know, a, a, an earl, if you, if you think in, in, in English terms. He was a high-ranking nobleman, and he abandoned everything for the faith. So exile was an option, and uh, that's what blessed Eustus uh, Takayama did. Third option is martyrdom, and I spelled it right this time, not martyrdom. Uh, the first martyrs of Japan uh, were martyred under uh, Hideyoshi uh, in, uh, in, in 1597. There are 26 martyrs. That's what that first picture that I had of. You know, they were crucified, a lot of them, a lot of them beheaded, burned. Um, uh, the, and other martyrs, and there are hundreds of martyrs in Japanese history that are coming in these, in these decades, particularly flowing from this point. So a lot of them foreign missionaries, but hundreds of them Japanese. Uh, there were hot springs. Japan, you know, has got volcanoes, right? Fuji's a volcano, and there are hot springs uh, near Unzen, near, near Nagasaki, and they would be boiled alive. Um, they, 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 they were vicious persecution of these people. They would be bound on pillars in the sea, and you know the tide would be coming in, um, and they would be drowned. You know, knowing slowly I'm going to die. You know, it wasn't a quick death for for the, a lot of these martyrs. So the 26 martyrs of Japan, um, we celebrated their feast day on the 6th of February. Saint Paul Miki, a Japanese uh, Jesuit seminarian. Uh, was crucified and, uh, and encouraging everyone to and saying the Our Father as he was dying on the cross, just like his Lord. But yeah, the persecutions went on and on and on. They were uh, they were uh, there. There was a, a martyr. I can't remember his name now. I was it just occurs to me that who was martyred by waterboarding. Uh, don't let anyone tell you that waterboarding is not torture. There was a saint in heaven who was waterboarded to death. Some of them did both exile and martyrdom. And so I want to talk about this great saint that every one of you should know and reverence because he is one of the remarkable people in human history. Blessed Peter Petro Kasikibe. He was exiled in 1614. Again, that was when the big edict came down from Tokoyasu, kick you out, 
or death. And so he left with the Portuguese and went to Macau, you know, uh, in, in China. He wanted to be a priest. But the Portuguese and the Spanish both had a really self-destructive policy that if you weren't European, you would not be ordained. And it, it's, in, in Latin America, has still suffering from that, from a real uh, you know, uh, um, vocations crisis and lack of priests in Latin America, thoroughly Catholic countries, but lacking in priests in a way that Africa isn't, for example. Because of this misguided policy, racist policy, that they would not ordain a non-European. Well, uh, Blessed Peter would not take no for an answer. So, he gets on a boat, and he goes uh, to Malacca. He goes to Goa, on the western coast of, or, of India. Again, Portuguese cities. He wants to be a priest. They won't do it. They won't do it. In fact, letters are sent from Malacca following him, saying, don't talk to this guy. So he finally arrives in Goa. He's refused again, so he sets out to Rome walking from western India, thousands of miles along the Silk Route, through the Persian Empire, through uh, um, into, into the Holy Land. He's the first Japanese we know of to have arrived in the Holy Land on foot. He walks the whole way. He goes to the Holy Land, goes to Jerusalem, he catches a ship with uh, Christian pilgrims going back to Europe, and takes a ship uh, to Rome to Italy, shows up at the Jesuits and says, I want to be a priest, and they say, you're in. <laughs> and so they train him, he spends a couple of years, he already knew Latin and, and Spanish and Portuguese, and, and uh, he travels around, he, he, he's, uh, he was responsible for doing some early translations uh, of Christian texts into Japanese, um, and then they send him back to Goa, and they send him back by ship, and of course, the way to get to India by ship back then, there's no Suez Canal, so what do you do? You go around Africa. So he's the first Japanese to have, you know, <laughs> gone around the Horn of Africa, uh, back uh, to, uh, uh, to go in India, and then ultimately he was sent uh, back to Japan to minister, knowing that he was going to certain death. He ministered uh, in Japan, um, you know, he returned to Japan about six, 16 years after he had left. So we're in 1630. This is three years before Ferrara apostatizes, so it's right in that range. He knew Ferrara. And he himself, uh, you know, is ministering for about nine years until he's caught and captured and brought to Edo, which is Tokyo today, to be interrogated. And there he was interrogated by his former superior, the apostate Paul, Christopher Ferrara, um, and, uh, and he was actually even interrogated on one occasion by the shogun himself. He was interrogated five times by Inoue, that, that uh, daimyo who had apostatized and who was the big, the big priest breaker. And Inoue could not break him. He hung Blessed Peter in the pit and with some other priests. And Blessed Peter uh, kept encouraging them. He tried to encourage, he offered to absolve Ferrara if he would simply join him in the pit. Uh, and Ferrara didn't take him up on the offer. <laughs>
And finally, uh, he is, is encouraging the other two Christian priests who are in the torture hole. Um, the, it just infuriated the guards enough. So I suppose if this is how you want, if you don't want to spend days in the pit, this is what you got to do is encourage people to hold their faith because the guards got so infuriated with him, they pulled him out and ran him through with a spear. Um, so uh, his actual martyrdom came rather quickly at that point. But, uh, you know, he had, he had just one of these remarkable uh, figures. The, they call him the Japanese Marco Polo. I mean, he went the opposite direction to Marco Polo, but he went halfway around the world on foot. One more figure. Hasekura Rokuemon Tsunenaga was a Japanese daimyo from the far north up in Sendai, which is in the Tohoku region, which is up near where the Fukushima Daiichi power plant blew up when the, when the uh, um, uh, the tsunami hit a few years ago. Anyway, uh, Sendai, I love Sendai. I have a lot of warm memories of Sendai and friends who had a cabin up there and, and go up and visit and, and surf and whatnot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, he's from, from there and uh, he was sent as Japan's first ambassador to the West. Um, his lord, Matsumura, Matsumina, um, uh, anyway, was one of uh, Matsumune was was the daimyo in the Sendai region, and he sent him as an ambassador to the West. They built a, a ship, a Spanish-style galleon, and they sailed across. Um, well, here's his travels. Sets out in uh, 1613, so this is just before that big edict, kicking everybody out of the country, just before Japan went completely and utterly xenophobic. Okay, he sails from Sendai to New Spain. Acapulco crosses across to Veracruz, sails from New Spain to Spain, to Old Spain, and then travels from Old Spain all the way to Rome, meets the Pope. Along the way, he's baptized in Spain. Takes the name of the Spanish king as his name, so he's baptized as Philip Francis. That's a good um, And, uh, there's some question whether this was, you know, a really authentic conversion or if he was just, you know, further the mission, you know, if I become a Christian, it'll kind of grease the wheels a bit. Um, but uh, he gets to Rome and, uh, and, then he, and then he sets out back. I mean, the whole mission is seven years long, right? By the time he comes back uh, to Japan, and what does he find when he gets back to Japan? country has gone completely xenophobic. They don't want to hear about the outside world. He is fallen into a complete memory hole. When the Japanese opened up in the 1860s to the rest of the world, and the Tokunawa Bakufu finally fell, and Japan opened up and modernized, and they sent their first ambassador to Rome, and the, uh, the Pope says, oh, we have, uh, um, we have uh, artifacts from your first embassy. Never heard of it, and so they show you know these artifacts of the first embassy of the, uh, that came from Japan. Japan had completely forgotten about this man. He also he is not a martyr per se. He died two years after he returned, probably from natural causes. But one thing we do know. When people say, "Well, he probably just became a Christian to further his his mission." Uh, his son was martyred, and a number of his retainers 
and vassals and peasants on his lands were martyred in 1640. And they hadn't gone along with him on the trip. So put two and two together, he brought the faith back and taught it to his people, even though it was death to do so. So that is Hasekura Tsunenaga and Blessed Peter Kibe, who are examples of actually combining the two. I, 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 okay, Hasegura didn't actually die a martyr's death, but, but, but some of his people did. Um, and so, uh, you know, we have those four options. We face them, none of us are facing the pit. None of us are facing the choice of life or death, get out of your country, which really is something for us to ponder when we think about how often we trample metaphorically on the Fumier for a heck of a lot less. I'm not going to judge Ferrara too harshly because I never suffered that. I'm going to leave that judgment to God. But I know in my own heart that there are enough times when I fail to live up to my Christian faith simply because it's kind of embarrassing for so much less. These are great saints that the church should know about hundreds of them, and I'm happy to have shared with you a little bit about my Kokugu, the country I grew up in, and about the Catholic faith in that, that country for you all. Thank you very much.